It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we should title this segment Money, Money, Money. The United States is running out of it. Running out of money. That's according to a letter from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sent to lawmakers yesterday, which, of course, will trigger uh, the regular fight about the debt ceiling uh, before the U.S. actually reaches that, uh, which will probably be in October. They are doing some extraordinary measures, as they call them, to extend how much money there actually is. Uh, But that's not the only financial fight coming up in Congress. Of course, we know we have infrastructure bills uh, coming up uh, when Congress reconvenes. And, of course, the Republicans are uh, tapping the brakes or maybe slamming the brakes is uh, their version of it uh, on all of this spending. But if you think that's all there is, uh, there's much, much more. It's actually the Democrats that have been throwing up a lot of the uh, orange barrels and uh, breaking off some of those bridges to passing President Biden's agenda. So let's dig into that. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So let's dig in. And uh, it is about money. And it is fascinating to me that uh, when you talk about the money component, there will be uh, this fake fight and false choice. We're going to hear a lot about cliffs and Armageddon's as we approach the debt ceiling and why we have to raise the debt ceiling and we have to keep our promises and all of those things. Uh, We'll debate those on another day. Uh, It's interesting, though, that more of the problems at the moment for the Biden administration is not with congressional Republicans. It is with congressional Democrats. Uh, so the House, uh, one more House Democrat uh, says that she will oppose parts of the $3.5 trillion spending package. Uh, this is uh, Representative Stephanie Murphy, Democrat out of Florida. Uh, she is a prominent moderate House Democrat. Uh, but more important, she is actually on the House Ways and Means Committee. So over the last few days, the Ways and Means Committee has been marking up portions of that $3.5 trillion spending bill. Now, it's really important to note part of the reason why she is not going to vote for this, even in committee, which is a significant thing, uh, is because, one, the bill has not been completely written. So they've only been looking at selected portions of that $3.5 trillion spending bill. And uh, she said this, she said, despite the committee's extraordinary efforts, I find myself in an impossible situation. She said uh, that uh, she will vote no unless something drastically changes. Uh, But what she went on to say was that it's the process, the process matters. And it is impossible to vote on something that you haven't looked at, even as they go through this, quote, markup, which is where they're supposed to review everything in a bill. And she says that there are a large quantity of things that simply haven't been released in the proposals. Things on prescription drugs, clean energy incentives, tax increases. 
And she said that lawmakers have yet to see Congressional Budget Office scores for many of the proposals. Remember, the Congressional Budget Office is there to check the math because the math matters to the CBO. And they have not been able to do that because it's not completed. Uh, I am hearing from some of my sources back in D.C. that the $3.5 trillion package uh, is a big uh, underestimation of how much this is really going to cost uh, over the course of this. Some say it could be as high as 5.5 or $5.6 trillion. Uh, we know nothing in Washington ever comes in under budget, so we would anticipate it would be over. Uh, but often the Congressional Budget Office does score that way, so you can say, okay, here's a little more realistic assessment of what this is going to actually cost and what it's actually going to do. And that's an important part of that process. So, again, this was coming from Stephanie Murphy. She's a Democrat out of Florida, and she is on the House Ways and Means Committee, and that they are the committee responsible for reviewing marking up portions of the Democrats' $3.5 trillion spending bill. And she's got concerns both in terms of dollars and cents and in terms of process. Uh, I applaud her for calling out the process. The process matters, folks. Uh, And to just rush this through, to not have it done, to not have a Congressional Budget Office or CBO score uh, is uh, just not the right thing for the American people. It was also important to note that – Uh, Coming on the uh, Senate side of things that uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia, again, also a moderate Democrat and one who has been tapping the brakes. Uh, The Republicans may have been trying to slam the brakes, but uh, I think Joe uh, Manchin has been trying to at least tap the brakes. And actually he did so in a uh, Wall Street Journal editorial uh, where he talked about the fact that, hey, we're, we're just moving too fast. There's too many other things going on. We need to make sure we do this right because this is a, a lot of money. Uh, so he penned a, a, an editorial in the Wall Street Journal about why he won't support spending another $3.5 trillion. Uh, He says, Congress needs to take a strategic pause, according to Manchin. Uh, and this is why. He says, an overheating economy has imposed a costly inflation tax on every middle and working class American. At $28.7 trillion and growing, the nation's debt has reached record levels. Over the last 18 months, we've spent more than $5 trillion, uh, just responding to the coronavirus pandemic. He says, now, Democrat congressional leaders propose to pass the largest single spending bill in history with no regards to rising inflation, crippling debt, or the inevitability of future crises. Ignoring the fiscal consequences of our policy choices will create a disastrous future for the next generation of Americans. And again, that's coming from Democratic Senator Joe Manchin uh, from West Virginia. And so then you add to that uh, Janet Yellen uh, urging Congress to raise the debt ceiling, saying that the United States will run out of money uh, by sometime in October, uh, depending on how they use these extraordinary measures that uh, sort of extend uh, their buying power or their dollars for a little bit longer. Uh, and so all of this, uh, to me, is very concerning and should frame. This is what I want to get to today is we have to look different at how this is going to play out. So these are the things that you should be watching for. You are going to see in Congress when they reconvene that we have the $1.2 trillion bipartisan deal. We have the $3.5 trillion somewhat yet to be written 
uh, proposal from the Democrats, which will go through through this process called reconciliation. And then we have the debt ceiling crisis. And in coming days, you will see all of those folded into one. They will all become one big issue, and it will all be framed as a cliff. The cliff is coming. We only have two choices. We either have to spend and pass all of this spending, and we have to raise the debt ceiling so we can spend more. And if we don't do that, by mid-October, the sky will fall, we'll go off the cliff, and the world as we know it will end. And yes, Grandma is going off the cliff as well. And that is what you are going to hear. And that is a false choice. None of that has to be. There are so many things that we need lawmakers to have different kinds of conversations about, but we have to be willing to have that kind of conversation. And unless we're willing to have that conversation, this is all going to end very poorly. For us, especially, Joe Manchin was right. It will hurt the middle class, the poor, and the most vulnerable among us the most. And I think that's supposed to be who we're trying to help. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.